Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the Ed and Bob Show, number 179. Good morning. Good morning. We've talked the whole night. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Bob. Good morning. It is the Ed and Bob Show. I'm Bobby's Ed. How are you, my friend? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever it may be, where everybody's yeah. listening. We're glad you're in. You said what number is this? 179. Wow. Good wow. Lord, man. Wow, that's what I'm thinking. Wow. I'm just I'm just hoping to make it to 200. Buddy, if we do 200, I'm going to crack open a bottle of champagne. Yay, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to share it with me, aren't you? Yeah, I might just do that. Yeah, okay. I might just do that. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Yeah. We'll take we'll take some pictures, won't we? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. There yeah, you go. Yeah. How's the Brantley household down there? Well, it's going pretty well. We are all in turmoil. You know, we're doing one thing or another. Everybody's here and gone, or coming and going, and grandkids here and there. And we've got too many places to live. I think we've got, you know, that place in Florida. This place here. Mm. And um, you got it's hard to take care of all these places. So now the place in Florida, it went through that. Was it Ian? Is that what it's called? Yeah, the hurricane. How did, how did it survive? It did well. Uh, we just we lost one hurricane shutter. Yeah. And uh, she's down there now working on that and replacing it and painting and everything. Well, something's got because that was a direct hit right there, baby. Oh, absolutely. And something's got to go. We bought a lot up the street here, so we're supposed to be building our new house, and the builders are coming to talk about that next week. And here wow. we are in this house. So wow. I feel like I feel like Bob Thomas got all these houses and all this stuff. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you talking. You can't come in. <laughs> all right, let's get this puppy going. Number one. All right, buddy. All right, okay. we start off with things that happened in the past. Around here, the first uh, we're with you at the end of the first week of March, so uh, we got a list in front of us. Which one sticks out in your mind that you like, Ed? Things that happened way back then. Yeah, back in how, yonder days. 1936, the first stock car race was run at Daytona Beach, Florida, and it was ran. It was on the on the beach too, wasn't it? You know, I think you're right. They, the first races were on the beach. You know, they still drive on the beach, I think, don't they? At the Daytona uh, on Daytona Beach. I think so. It's the only wow. beach I've been on where they drive cars, but that's where yeah. they had the first race. Yeah. Have you ever I been to the Daytona 500? Yes, I have. Is it as incredible as they say? Yes, it is. It's quite I a show. I've never been. But I remember when, when I was working at the radio station, all you guys would load up and go down there, and you had a big time, and yeah, everything yeah, I got to yeah. hear about when you came back, because all I was doing was hanging out <laughs> with two kids and working on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh God. Yeah. it's something, you know, isn't it? It is. It was a quite amazing treat. It really was. It's, it's, here's, it, here's, here's one of my favorites, Ed. Back in uh, March 9, 1964, the first Ford Mustang Ooh. rolled off the assembly line. Was it Iacocca that uh, designed the Mustang? I don't think so. I don't what? think so. No, I, I'm not I sure. It might have been. Ford before he went to Christ. Well, well, it very well could be. He might have done that, but... Boy, that little pony, I tell you, that Mustang was beautiful. You it know, now, if you, if you have a 1960 anything Ford Mustang, that thing is valuable. You know, I remember when the when the 64 Mustang came out and mm -hmm. everybody wanted to see it. 
And, and uh, the, back then, I went over to Hull Dobbs in North Central, being a friend, and we climbed over the fence. And, <laughs> and no. Yeah, and, and there, it was covered. The Mustang was covered, and you couldn't see it. And it was all covered. And even the ones that they shipped in, they covered them. So you couldn't see them. So you it was. You climbed the fence at Hull Dobbs? I did. You're a criminal. I saw a bunch of keys on the ground, too. Oh, <laughs> People, my God. Remember, they used to. <laughs> no. Oh, Lord have mercy. Ah. Uh, did you ever own a Mustang? Did what? Did you ever own a Ford Mustang? Uh, no, I haven't. My but, uh, sister had one. Boy, that was a fun car to drive. Yeah. Nice little car. What yeah, else you got? Well, let's see. Okay. Ronald Reagan called the USSR an evil empire back in 1983. He got that right. Yeah. That wasn't uh, Darth Vader that said that. That was Ronald no. Reagan. Yeah. <laughs> Coca-Cola sold for the first time in a candy store in Vicksburg, Mississippi in 1894 on this week. Well, how about 15, in the year 1562, kissing is banned in Naples, Italy, punishable what? by death. What? Yeah. What's up with that? I don't know, man. That's some wild stuff. Is that there. during the Black Plague or something? Yeah, must have been. Uh, let's see. I did not know this one. This really surprised me. Uh, in March, uh, this time in uh, 1639, Harvard University is uh, opens and is named after a clergyman. John hmm. Howard. I thought it was, I mean, John Harvard. I thought it was, I mean, I, I never th th knew it was named after a priest. Hmm. I'd never well, heard that. No, I didn't know that either. Well, There's a lot of things I don't know about, Bob. You're going to have to get me up to date here. Oh, yeah, I hear you. <laughs> uh, what else you got there? Well, in 1876, uh, Alexander Graham Bell placed that first telephone call to his assistant in the next room. Then he lost the patent, you know. <laughs> what was his name? Uh, was it Watson? Yeah, Watson, no. come in here. Yeah, get here. in here. Bring me something to drink. <laughs> Give me, get in here, baby. <laughs> um, and the most famous time around uh, March 15th, 44 BC, the Ides of March. I've always heard the Ides of March are upon us, which I didn't, never knew what the heck that meant. It was a windstorm. We sure had it last week, didn't we? Mm -mm -mm. Man, oh, man. Julius Caesar stabbed to death by Brutus in 44 BC. I, you know, and here's a good one. I like this one. The first escalator was in, uh, got patented by the inventor Jesse Reno. Mm. He should have called it the Reno later. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Reno later. Sounds good to me, buddy. buddy that's yeah. what I would have called it. Yeah. What else? Yeah. Well, Coca-Cola is sold in bottles for the first time at a candy store in Vicksburg, Mississippi. Mm. That was in 1894. Didn't it at, start as a cold remedy or something? Yeah, I think so. It had a lot of cocaine in it. Uh, <laughs> in 1912, the Girl Scouts of USA were founded by Juliet Lowe of Savannah, Georgia. You know, yeah, hey, I heard that the, that the, they sold out of the Girl Scout cookies, and now you can buy them on the black market what about that they sold out of them yeah i don't believe i got that, a box in there maybe i could put it up on ebay yeah there you go sold out how can you sell out a girl scout cookies i don't know they got pretty hard to find i guess 
Well, this is something you always studied about when you're in school. Uh, 1794, this, this week, Eli Whitney patented the cotton gin. <laughs> is that a drink? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I, I'm assuming that's what yanked the cotton off the cotton plants. Am I yeah. right? Yeah, you know, the seeds and everything. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's, I'll bet that tore up a lot of people's hands picking oh, cotton. Oh, my you know God. You know it did. Johnny Emmer, Johnny Cash saying he picked cotton. A lot of people picked cotton. Yeah. That was a big, um, that was a big money maker back in the day. Yeah. Well, I mean, it still is, but it's not picked by mm -hmm. people anymore. A local thing, in a sense, if you ask me, um, because of Eastman Kodak, I did not know. In 1932, this week, George Eastman, who founded Eastman Kodak, he mm -hmm. killed himself rather than facing cancer. He was diagnosed mm. with cancer and he killed himself instead of dealing with it. Mm. Um, and, and you know what? I think he's not think, the only person that's done that. Oh, no. I think a lot of people have done that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, I don't blame them. Yeah. No, I, I don't blame them. All right. Give me one more and then we'll move on. All right. One more it is. I'm going to give you two more. Toys okay. R Us announced it would close in 2018. All their no! stores. Yes. <laughs> and TGI Friday opens their first restaurant in New York City in 1965. TGI Friday started in New York. I never knew that. Yeah. I like TGI Fridays. I do, but I thought it would have been like opened in, you know, like Oklahoma or yeah. not New York City. The food wasn't that good, but they, the, the servers all wore those buttons and everything, you know? Well, yeah, and it was, uh, you know, crap was all over the wall. It was it was an unconventional restaurant. Yeah, that's right. You're right. Uh, which was just odd. It was like, wow, this is like a crazy party coming in here. Yeah. So it was yeah. nuts. All right, let's move along to the Ed and Bob Show, number 179, to some questions of the day. I've got one, but we'll let Ed crank this party up. What do you got? Is alcohol a drug, and if it is, what's it equivalent to? Ooh, you're on the you're on the committee, you know, the the board, aren't you? Metro the, Drug Coalition. Yeah, yeah, yeah you um, know that. It's all, and that's all about addiction, drugs. It could be uh, mm. drinking. It could be anything. You know, um, I think uh, a lot of what you're saying depends on the uh, 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 proof. Mm -hmm. How you know how much uh, alcohol is really in it and stuff like mm -hmm. that? I think because there's a lot of drinks out there where you drink and it's just like a little social drinking, and then there's people like you know you and I knew a person that drank a fifth of vodka a day. Yep, and um, it was just as bad as somebody addicted to you know painkillers or something, don't mm -hmm. you think? Yeah, I'd say so. So, so it, I, I think it, it probably is. What's your What's your answer to that? Well, I was wondering that if the equivalent would be marijuana, uh, something like that. You know, if you were if uh, to alcohol, but alcohol is very common, and and I don't know if most people consider it a drug. Well, it's a depressant, <clears throat> and so yeah, mar marijuana would be a depressant as well. Whereas some drugs like cocaine. Um, <laughs> are not there, I forgot what you'd call it exactly, but something that excites you or gets mm -hmm. you pumping. Uh, so I guess, you know, uh, anything that's a depressant would be 
equivalent to alcohol, I would think. Yeah, I would think so. Slows your brain down and all that. <laughs> all right. Thanks for answering Makes my question. Makes you make question. bad decisions. Yeah. <laughs> or no hey, decisions. Hey, baby, you want to get married? Yeah. Come on, baby. Hey, let's go. Let's go to Las Vegas. Oh, Lord. Who are you? How'd you get here? You wake All up right. the next one. Yeah. Chew your arm off. Hey, yeah. I got one for you, Ed. What All is right, buddy. what is the biggest waste of time that some people do every day? Uh let's see. Would that be wouldn't be using the bathroom. Uh, God, no, I think that's probably needed. <laughs> yeah. It wouldn't be. It wouldn't be uh, driving. No, it wouldn't be watching television, would it? I think, and now you've brought up a great point. I think it for each generation, it's different. Mm -hmm. um, I think yes, even people still do. That's why you get the the name called couch potatoes. Of people who just sit there and watch TV and. And you, you're not doing anything with your brain or anything. You're just sitting there going, "Hey, what's on next?" <laughs> um, you, you know. And it's and uh, but now this generation, it our kids. You go, you find me a hundred kids, and we'll get them in an auditorium, and a hundred percent of them will be looking down at their phone. Oh, absolutely. And they'll be Abs they'll be flipping and flipping and flipping. And you know, you know, one of the things that I admired my wife for was on all of our children it was required that everyone sat at the dinner table at the same time you were either there or you were in big trouble and uh -huh. have dinner and have conversation no no emails no you know the things that we had back then yeah. but the, you know you had to you had to talk to each other and you had to eat together and then you could be excused and you go do your thing but that's you know today even the youngest of children have a an iPhone or something like that. And oh, they're just, God, yes. Yeah, and they'll, you know, and I saw this, I saw one of my grandchildren the other day with one, and I thought, where'd you get that? And said, it was Nana's, and they were playing a game on it. And I thought, good grief. Boy. Well, the six-year-olds, I dare say a lot of six-year-olds will sit there and have an iPad. Yeah. And you come up, and then you go over to their house and visit them, and they're, hey, hey, granddad, how you doing? All right, I'm back to my thing. I got to play. I'm doing this. I'm doing this game. I'm doing this. Yeah. Okay. I said hi to you. Okay. So I'm back. To my, you know. And it's it's uh it's a strange thing. But generation generations, I think, have their own different thing. Uh, yeah. But boy, your wife had it. She hit the nail on the head. Cause that's when I was a kid, and you too, Ed. I guarantee you. And I don't even know for sure, but uh, we had to be at the dinner table. And, and if I was racing home on my bicycle, I was looking at my watch going, oh, God, I got to get back in time for, the, mm -hmm. for dinner, or my name was Mud. Absolutely. And, it, and everyone sat at the dinner table, and everyone had conversation. You didn't yeah. sit there and pout or sit there and, and talk about it. But, I mean, you, you know, you talked about your, not just what happened in school that day or what's going on, but there were different topics and, and uh, pass the potatoes and... <laughs> Well, and it, it always cool. started at the same time. Yeah. Well, there's usually six o'clock, I think, was everybody started dinner at six mm -hmm. o'clock. Mm -hmm. And then uh, when dad, everybody finished, dad get up at 630 with his cup of coffee and go watch Walter Cronkite give the news. And, and nowadays, you know, it's just amazing how many children eat in their room or eat in front of a television. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, 
It's, it's yeah. incredible. Yeah, it's awful. It's just awful. No All contact. Right. All right, let's see, Ed. Uh, let's move along here. Tell everybody what the topic of the day is, and you've got a sponsor, sir. Okay. The topic of the day is, what's the state of public education? So uh, okay. that's, that ought to like be pretty that. good. Yeah. All right, my, my sponsor is Weigel's Kitchen, which is with the Weigel's convenience stores, of course. Wow. They're all over East Tennessee. One of the new products they have now is Dippin' Chicken. Oh, that sounds good. Never frozen, hand-breaded, fried to perfection, our dipping chicken is fresh to order. Now that's really, really, and I'm telling you, everybody I've talked to said this is the best chicken. Weigel's is really on to something here. <laughs> they really are. I don't know where they got this stuff, but it is really, really good. They got seven amazing sauces, one for everyone to enjoy. Sauces include Signature, Weigel's Hot Hot Honey, Honey Mustard, Caribbean Jerk, Buffalo, and Barbecue. And I see people going out of the store carrying the dipping chicken all the time. So from chicken to burgers to barbecue, all the way to grilled cheese, subs, and anything else you can put together to satisfy that craving, Weigel's Kitchen. There's one near you at the Weigel store. Just go in and say, I want to order some dipping chicken. I try it out. Good. I'd, yeah, I'd like to, for you to try it out and let us know what you think. I'm going to try one this weekend. I promise you, dipping chicken at Weigel's. Dipping chicken. There you go. I, I'm in. All right, Ed, the topic of the day today is public education better than ever or not? Is it um, suffering? Now, and uh, a lot of people say, oh, my God, that's why we've got private schools because, you know, public schools have gone to hell in a handbasket. And I, I disagree with that. Um, let's let you start. What's your thought well, on public school? I don't think it's, I think they have kind of gone to hell in the handbasket myself. Okay. Yeah. So I, I disagree with you a little bit there, but I, I think that's why private schools are doing so well and, and charter schools and things. And I think the, one of the reasons they are is because of the Department of Education in Washington, D.C. We don't need a Department of Education for Amen. the national. We don't need it. States can handle their own education. You know what I mean? You don't have to have some national bureaucracy doing that and passing down these things. You know, the next thing you know, you're gonna have some weird things in your school, some weird books to read, and, and, it, and it's from Washington. And it doesn't work with each individual community. Every community is different. Now, there are communities in New York that might like some of that stuff, but communities, you know, where it's more conservative, they don't want those books, but they have to get them anyway, and they have to talk about those same subjects. So it, it, doesn't, it just doesn't make any sense. It just doesn't make any sense to me at all. I, um, I, I think that uh, there, there's a lot of angles on this. I'll give you one angle. Private schools, public schools, I think <clears throat> public schools, we've let, I mean, we threw God out. Uh, and now we've got uh, unisex bathrooms. We've got, I mean, because we're letting the left control uh, our schools. And, yeah. and they're trying to push in these obscure, crazy ideas and nobody's standing up to say, hell no, we're not having that in my kids' schools. And so they just, when they throw their hands up and say, I give up, we'll start our own private school and we can do our own rules. I think that's one angle on this thing. Uh, like especially, uh, you know, I think the Catholic schools have been around forever, uh, but it's because they have religion in their school. You know, they start their day with prayer. 
which actually is how public schools used to start. When, when you and I were in elementary school, Ed, didn't you start with a prayer and then the Pledge of Allegiance every morning? Yes. And my first grade teacher read us a, a verse out of the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, you know, I, I, I really think sometimes we're losing the grasp uh, of, of the big picture look either either there's a god that has blessed this country or there's not and it's all a bunch of hooey and um if it's a bunch of hooey then all of us christians are to be uh, pitied but if there is a god we have turned our back on him and said get out of our schools and our children will suffer i, I um you know i i, I, I our kids are just losing something that you and I got. I don't think I was harmed because we read a Bible verse in the morning. If somebody's an atheist and they would say, well, I don't want my kids hearing that jump. I understand that, but I just think we've run things out of public school that if somebody doesn't like it, then they go start their private school because God's in the public schools. Am I crazy? No, you're not crazy, but I, I do think that one person can can change a whole the whole system when they complain and and you've seen it and I've seen it and it, it just doesn't make any sense to me that that's that that's I mean they ought to be voted down but then again look at look at the Grammy Awards presentation on television recently mm-hmm. it was all about devil worship did you notice that uh, listen the words in those songs now I listen you I go back to that thing about Paul Harvey what he said if I was the devil you remember that yeah. thing he did and he said you know one of the first things is take God out of school and mm-hmm. uh, and yeah you, you got things like that in all these songs and this is what our young generation's hearing it and that's what they're singing and 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 that's what they're admiring on television they're they're the people they look up to dressed like these devils and it just I mean that's awful it's just absolutely awful so I don't know I don't know how you do that, but boy, I'll tell you, I'm ready to move on to the country or somewhere. <laughs> it's just, it's sickening. It is absolutely sickening. Well, let's get it back needs. to schools. I read oh, something okay. that I want to, I did not believe this. And, uh, I mean, I read it. They said that private school teachers do not make the same as public school teachers, and some do not even have health insurance. I did not know that. Well, maybe, but I bet, I bet their kids go to school free. You think that's it? I mean, I, but yeah. Teacher pay is better in public schools than private schools, and I, I thought it was the opposite. Well, I think most private schools are religious-oriented, but I and I think, uh, you know, even at places like real nice private schools, the um, if you're on the faculty or... part of the school your child gets a discount and so a lot oh, of people really? work there okay. to cover that you know some schools are yes some schools are very very expensive so you know that helps well so let's get back to the so do you think public education is in trouble what's the solution get rid of the department of education in washington dc okay and let the states handle it or the city absolutely handle it, the counties handle the state it. the state the state and but you can live in our state or not. If you don't like our schools, there's 49 other choices for you. Well, and, and I think I think it'll be much better myself. But, you know, well, but they're... Go ahead. Well, 
Well, you can't put out one thing for everyone in this country. This country is too big and too diverse for something like that. And it just, it, it's, it's, it's mind-boggling to me. But leave it up to the states, and, and well, but that's not going to happen, but I think it would go a long way in making it better. I don't think they're going to, I don't think, I don't think God will ever be back in the school system, ever. I don't care who handles it. It won't happen. Uh, you're they, right. They won't, they, they won't let it happen. 90% of the kids in America go to public schools, not right. private schools. Right. So public schools, though, I do believe, like I, I think where Ed and I live here in Knox County, there are some excellent teachers that do a great job, and I've been very impressed with what I've seen. But I think you're right. On a national level, they're pushing down things that we don't want in our schools. Yeah. And if they keep on doing it, then that's going to hurt public education. So. Drag shows? <laughs> well, that wasn't at school, but I hear you. All right, we got to move on, Ed. We got right. to, okay. we got to, got to, got to move on. Tell me what's coming up, and then I've got a sponsor. Well, we got our mailbox and complaints and all of that getting ready to go, and I'm sitting here with all of these mailbox things. So, Bob, what's your sponsor? All right, I got uh, Ben Lucky because uh, I love to get lucky. Now, this is one of the this is the home of Knoxville's most addictive shopping experience. It is Ben Lucky, where you know all those things you return on Amazon and uh, Lowe's and Home Depot and everything. It doesn't go back to the store, people. It goes into big warehouses and big piles, and they stick them in trucks and they ship them off to people like Ben Lucky that buys them. They're all brand new. Every single item is brand new. It may be worth $30, $40, whatever. But here's the way it works at Ben Lucky. On Wednesday and Thursday, they get all those shipments in from those tractor-trailer trucks, and they open up, and they're in all these bins all over the store, okay? And uh, everything in there on Friday is $8. I don't care if it's a $30 item. It's $8. Brand new. Never been used. Saturday, $6. It keeps going down. See the trend here? Sunday, 4 bucks. Monday, 2 bucks. If anything's left on Tuesday, it's only a dollar and out the door, and everything's gone by Tuesday. And where is it? It's uh, 4426 Middlebrook Pike, right across that KUB uh, substation there on Middlebrook Pike. You'll see the sign, Ben Lucky, a horseshoe. So get in there, get lucky like Ed and I, because we have been... Ben Lucky! Lucky! Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, Ed, okay. let's open up some mailbox. Let's get okay. some stuff going here, man. All right, ready to go? I am. What exactly is the Mason-Dixon line? Is that a you trucking know. company? <laughs> Mason-Dixon, yeah, they deliver It stuff. is, yeah. How... how First, I, I will admit right now, I really didn't understand what the Mason-Dixon line was. Now, I've got the, the explanation here, or you may want to do it, Ed. Uh, me or you? Go ahead. Go All on. right. Mason-Dixon line is originally the boundary between Maryland and Pennsylvania. I never mm. knew that. And, and everything south of that line is the Dix is Dixon? This is the south. Wow. Yeah. How is Maryland in the South, uh, and even uh, uh, West Virginia is in the South? Everything s south of uh, below Pennsylvania is considered the South, and it, it goes on out to the Ohio River is the way they looked at that. There was a thing called the Missouri Compromise, and they hired Charles Mason and Jeremiah Dixon <laughs> to define the long-disputed boundaries overlapping the grants of Pennsylvania and into Maryland, and, and uh, 
And so now, you know, that, that they had people that had said, no, that's my land, no, that's not. And they went had hired these two guys, two, two Englishmen, two outsiders. Yeah. They brought yeah. them in and said, you figure it out. It's a 233 mile long area. And this was back in the 1700s. They, they put these, these uh, uh, concrete things up marking it. I guess they're still up. Uh, yeah. They're called the crown stones. And they are set along uh, the line, uh, and that is the Mason-Dixon line. And they consider, you know, that the the states above the Mason-Dixon line were mostly um, uh, it, that a lot of during this, you know, with slave slavery, they were uh, free states, and South they allowed slavery. So there's your Mason-Dixon line. I thought it had a lot to do with slavery. That's my thought too, because yeah. it's it, some of the, the states that are considered northern actually involved was involved with that. Mm -hmm. You ready for another? I am. Lay it on me. All right. This is Zobelo, Mississippi. Ooh. Bob, what state is the most rural in the United States? Well, I would say, <clears throat> if I was to guess, I'd say the most rural state is Oklahoma. Yeah, really. I would guess Arizona. Yeah, see, I, something like that. What is it? What's the answer here? I don't know. <laughs> it's probably Kentucky. <laughs> You're going to be shocked. What is it? You're going to be shocked. I was shocked. What is it? The most rural uh, areas, the states with the most rural areas with the biggest pop percentage of their population living in rural areas at 61% of the population in that state lives in a rural area. It's tied between two states and you're not going to believe who it is. Maine and Vermont. Wow. I would huh. never guess Maine and Vermont. No, I wouldn't either. No. 61% of the people living in those states are in rural areas. Hmm. Well, you know what state has the lowest proportion of population living in rural areas at only 4%? What, what state? California. Huh. I can't I can believe that it. one. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I, I can do, see that. I do too. So okay. there you go. All right, let's get into uh, some complaints, Ed. We love to complain, and uh, we always say this toward the end of the show because that just makes us happy. So, um, well, Ed, you can complain first if you like. Well, the government kind of fooled us uh, on this uh, COVID-19 thing and, you know, and, and said that, that uh, uh, China didn't have anything to do with it, blah, 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 blah. And, of course, they did. Mm -hmm. So it's been proven now. And this, this guy, Fossey, that we all looked up to and listened to and everything, he actually put out a paper that kind of camouflaged this whole deal. And so it's un, it's untold how many how many thousands and millions of dollars have been wasted on this, and and uh, these people who didn't take the shots they were right all along. It just well, it's mind-boggling to me. Do you think that? Um, I mean, still, even though it was uh, something that got out of the lab in China and affected the whole world, I don't know that. Do you think it was on purpose? I do. Do you really? I really do. I think anything from China is on purpose. The balloons are on purpose. All Anything from China is on purpose. I read something that said that uh, China uh, thought that would also uh, thin the herd, that there's too many people in China and they don't 
want as many people. Do you remember Donald Trump during this? He said he called it the Chinese virus, and everybody called him stupid for saying that. Yeah. And he was right. Yeah, I know. It's weird. And it makes all these places like the New York Times and others that said, uh, you know, that's a bunch of crap. It makes them all look like fake news. CBS you know, six, 60 Minutes. Yeah. I mean, they, it's... Yeah. We got had, brother. We got had on that deal. Well, how many people died because of it? Yeah. It, 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 it thinned the herds around the world. Yeah. But we got had on that. We really did. All right. I got a complaint for you, Ed. Okay, buddy. It goes back to what we've touched on off and on, but it's still a complaint by me. We are raising sloppy kids. Um, mm. Now, I'll tell you uh, something recently. that uh, The professional bull riders was in town about a week or so ago. And uh, I, I met a couple of them, and they were like 21 years old, and they were bull riders. And they were well-dressed young men, and uh, I uh, was talking to them, and there were some women around, and they always, yes, ma'am, yes, sir. Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, mm -hmm. and, and it was, I almost stood back and looked going, I didn't know this still existed, mm -hmm. because I haven't seen it in so long. Mm -hmm. Yes, ma'am, yes, sir, no, ma'am, no, sir, and, and uh, well-dressed and neat and stuff. And everything now, it seems to be, Beyond, I mean, I can understand being comfortable, but I think some of the way our youth dresses, the way they act, they even use words that aren't really words. <laughs> huh. You know, <laughs> it drives me up the friggin' wall. Yeah. So anyway, they just well, sloppy, let me ask you a question. Let me, let me ask you a question. Okay. We'll start a little controversy here. Okay. Is is. Is this a black influence on the population that causes this? Well, I know, and I, I'll tell you why. I, I don't think that, because first of all, a black population is only like 11% in the United States. Um, I think it is, and I saw this in California while I lived there, uh, parents that no longer were parenting. They were so... They, they having kids like okay I had kids but I'm not worrying about raising them they'll just some they'll somehow get older on their own and I won't teach them anything because I'm too busy about me Ed mm. I've got to worry about me mm. I, I'm, mm. this, this is my life I ain't got time for kids I mean mm. I've got them but I don't want you know I don't want to try to teach them stuff mm -hmm. so uh, I just I think there's no parenting going on and then mm. we got into um, you know, marriage didn't matter anymore. No. And then you've got people, and it was okay to have children w without being married. And then, I mean, I remember this high school in Memphis, all the girls, senior girls, 92 of them were all pregnant in one year. Mm. And one in one high school. And they were, that was the goal of all of them, just to get pregnant. And I'm Gosh. thinking, what, what the hell happened? Mm. So I, I don't think it's just a, a, a racial thing at all. I think it's a lack of parenting. Uh, and, I, and you and I both see it. I don't care what color your skin is. There's some people that are the worst parents in the world. And when, when, when we were younger, our parents wouldn't allow us to be around other families where the, the parents weren't parenting. That's exactly right.
So that's my thoughts. All right, let's move along, Ed. Tell everybody how this show is available. We're going a little long. Okay, the Ed and Bob show is available at edandbob.com. That's the best place to check it. Download the Apple Podcast app, Spotify app, or the TuneIn app and search Ed and Bob. Be sure to subscribe. And then on the Alexa app, tell your Alexa skill settings to enable TuneIn. Then tell Alexa to go to TuneIn. She'll say, what do you want to hear, boys? Tell her exactly this, Ed and Bob show. There you go. And in the edandbob.com comment section, you can say, what is wrong with you guys? And you can email <laughs> us, too, at edandbob at yahoo.com. We're going to read one of those in a second. Uh, follow us on social media, Ed and Bob Knox, K-N-O-X, uh, on Twitter. Also, Ed on Twitter is at Ed Brantley. I am at Bob Thomas, K-N-O-X, and we're on Facebook. We'd love to uh, have you contact with us there and uh, follow us and be part of the show. Uh, Ed, we have got an email that I have to read. Okay, Ready? go ahead. Ready. It says, Dear Ed and Bob, I love your podcast and always listen to you in the mornings when you were on the air. Hey, so far, this is a good email. Mm. When you are on your podcast, though, it sounds like someone is ruffling papers and making noise in the background, which keeps us <laughs> listeners from giving our devoted attention. Uh -oh. Thought y'all would want to know. We I appreciate you as always. Liz Clary of Oak Ridge, Tennessee. I hope that's not me. I'm sure it's Bob. Are, you, are we <laughs> rattling papers? Well, sometimes. Do you hear me that, rattling papers? No, I hear me doing it sometimes. I do hear you rattling papers a lot, but I'm yeah. sure it's not you. It's probably Sadie. No, yeah, no, I'd say it's me. Okay, Liz, I hear you. I'll stop rattling papers, I promise. All right. Thank you, Liz, for your email. Yeah. It's so sweet. All right, Ed, tell everybody what this next show is about, and then we'll get into it. We're going to talk about the rights of non-custodial parents. What can they do when their other person, uh, the other parent, moves out of state? Do they have any rights? Mm -hmm. That's a touchy situation, isn't it? Yeah, it is. All that divorce stuff is always touchy. Yeah, it's always sad and bad. All right, Ed, I enjoyed it. Are you rattling more papers? Yeah, I'm rattling more. <laughs> I think it's because my microphone hangs down on my shirt, you know, and it's not up here right on my mouth, so maybe that's what it is. All right, we are going to wrap it up. I hear the music going, Ed. We'll talk to you next time on the Ed and Bob Show, and uh, adios, sir. Thank you. Good night. How lucky can one guy be? I kissed her and she kissed me. Like the fella once said, ain't that a kick in the head? The room was completely black. I heard her and she heard back. Like the sailor said, folk, ain't that a hole in the boat? My head keeps spinning. I go to sleep and keep grinning. If this is just a big Like the fella said, tell me quick, ain't love a kid.